Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine, and this is Jeremiah. Good morning, Jeremiah. Good morning. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. And you are? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, it's been a week, right? It has been. <laughs> yeah, it has been. a lot of stuff going on. So uh, my, I was a little delayed on a couple of the podcasts, and I apologize because I think Monday... Monday stuff was just going on. It's just one of those days. So I kept trying to get in here to get it done. And <laughs> I don't know if anybody else does this, but I make a list. I think we talked about this earlier on. Uh-huh. I've been doing it since uh, in my uh, early 20s. I've, I have a notebook. I don't have it in here with me, but I have a little notebook about that big. And I do check boxes and I write down every day what I'm supposed to do for the day. And it's like, it never goes away. There's always something new added on to it. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, people are like, hey, did you get your list done today? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I did not. But I do check off. I did get a lot of stuff checked off yesterday. So that was a good thing. Well, good. good. Yeah. How about you? Um, no. I don't write things down. Yeah. I know I should. Yes. Okay. I can't remember anymore. I mean, I, it's like if I don't write it down, I just can't, you know. And then there's like a long, a list, like a side list of like long-term stuff that I need to get done. Like, okay, so what the listeners out there don't know about me is that I've been a photographer since I was like 12, 13 years old. I've been taking pictures. And uh, I learned it from my dad, you know, blah, blah, blah. So uh, literally thousands of pictures, probably tens of thousands of pictures I have, including like film, slides, and then of course we went into digital. So I I can't tell you the boxes of, of, anyway, that's one of my to-do lists. It's like it kind of got out from under me after Gabriel was born in 2004. And I feel bad because, and I know we have to get back, we have to get into the word here, but uh, I feel bad because like not too long after that, like I stopped making photo albums. So poor Gabriel, he would like look back at the photo albums and he's like, is that me? And I'm like, no baby, that's Joshua. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, we're the same way. We, you know, all our pictures of Brady are on, on our phones, you know, and save through you know, different avenues, but it's like, uh, you'll get an album someday, someday. <laughs> someday. And, you know, I feel the videos, videos are all sporadic. You know, we right. used to have the old Sony, you know, camcorder, you know, everybody had one of those. Yeah, those, those are sitting in a box over here <laughs> where nobody can see it. Yeah. It's all good. So that's one of my things. My music is another thing. I've got I've got Apple Music. I've got Google Music. I've got Amazon. I mean, you know, it's like, how do you consolidate all that? I don't know. I'm not a techie person, so. Yeah, when they're separate like that, it's hard to consolidate it all. It is hard. I never wanted Apple, but I had to do it when I was working for uh, Ron at the mm-hmm. church because he had a Mac. And so I had to, you know, work with his right so i had to get an apple id whatever so with that you know it is what it is so anyway um do you want to um start off in prayer 
Yeah, yeah, let's get started. All right. Oh, Lord, we come before you now, and uh, I offer up just gratitude and and blessings and praise to you, Lord. Um, it's been, uh, for me personally, it's been a tough week, uh, a little bit of stress at work, and just trying to get things done. And I know with Lorraine, it's been a little hectic. And so uh, I can only imagine that if uh, people are listening you know, if they're not going through it now, they're going through it at some point, something similar with uh, sh- really stress and trying to get things done and whatever it may be. And Lord, I pray uh, for all those individuals uh, that are listening. I pray for Lorraine and myself, Lord. I pray for patience. I pray for um, stability and the ability to just stick with it and get through it uh, as tough as it may be, Lord. And my prayer is that we also lean on you in these tough times, whether it's physical, mental, emotional stress, that uh, we come to learn how to just lean on you and accept you to help us get through what we need to get through. I pray a blessing over this time as we dip into the word, Lord. And uh, I pray for words of wisdom from you through us, through your Bible. And I pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So uh, today is episode 7.1. We are in Mark 3. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, just to kind of, just a recap from yesterday, Jesus heals the paralyzed man and uh, Matthew the tax collector, who we just finished reading his book, uh, joins in as one of the 12 apostles. So here we are in uh, chapter three, uh, episode 7.1. <clears throat> Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus's enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, come and stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. He looked around at, him, at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. At once, the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. Crowds followed Jesus. Jesus went out to the lake with his disciples and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, from east of the Jordan River, and even from as far north as Tyre and Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers of people came to see him. Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. He had healed many people that day, so all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to touch him. And whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, 
the spirits would throw them to the ground in front of him, shrieking, you are the son of God. But Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Jesus chooses the 12 apostles. Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him, and they came to him. Then he pointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. These are the 12 he chose. Simon, whom he named Peter, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus nicknamed them sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Jesus and the Prince of Demons. One time Jesus entered a house and the crowds began to gather again. Soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. He's out of his mind, they said. But the teachers of religious law who had arrived from Jerusalem said, he's possessed by Satan, the prince of demons. That's where he gets the power to cast out demons. Jesus called them over and responded with an illustration. How can Satan cast out Satan? He asked. A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. Similarly, a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is divided and fights against himself, how can he stand? He would never survive. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. I tell you the truth, all sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a sin with eternal consequences. He told them this because they were saying he's possessed by an evil spirit. The true family of Jesus. Then Jesus, then Jesus's mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus and someone said, your mother and brothers are outside asking for you. And Jesus replied, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, look, these are my mothers and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and my brother and sister and mother. All right. So uh, a lot of this is kind of a recap from what we read in Matthew. Is everybody right. ca catching on to that? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, did you start under, I didn't underline a whole lot just because of that. Um, what about you, um, Jeremiah? Um, Why well, in, in the in the first section here, uh, underlined, underlined uh, Jesus asking the question, uh, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? That just, you know, I've said this before, just, you know, Jesus wasn't afraid to, to just straightforward ask, 
these these uh, Pharisees who are trying to entrap him. He's just not. He's like, hey, what's the deal? What are you doing? Yeah. So I just, you know, it's just something I love about Jesus is among many many things. Um, it's kind of almost like like a sarcastic question in a sense, right? You know, yeah. like, um, and so and the fact that they wouldn't answer him because. They had, I mean, that you know, they're thinking it, and he's calling them out on what they're thinking. How does that yeah. feel like? Yeah. You know, that's. that's yeah. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go. I underlined the same one. I, I did that, and I think in the in Matthew, I did the same thing. You know, does the law permit good deeds? So, he, like you said, he's calling them out. It's like, so, you know, it's the Sabbath. That's the old law. You know, but. Should you just not do a good deed because it's the Sabbath day? You know, that's what he's basically saying. It's like, oh, but it's okay. You know, so are we supposed to do it? Doesn't he say, aren't we supposed to, or do we do evil? Yeah. Or is it a day for doing evil, which doing evil would be completely ignoring this poor man and not, you know, not helping him. Right. Yeah. And so they're, they're kind of tongue tied. They don't know what to say about that. And then he fixes it anyway. And of course, they're like, oh, all right. So I'm going to go and plot against him and see how we can kill him. You know, it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's really sad that these guys have such hard hearts. It really is, you know, but it's all, you know, it's all the plan. This, you know, we all know how this is going to end. Um, what did you have? I, I went into nine. Did you have anything before that? No. Uh, Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crab would not crush him. Can you imagine that there are that many people? I, it reminds me, like just this week, I know this is not a comparison by all means, but that concert where those people were being crushed, right? I mean, they're being, wasn't that in Texas? It was in Houston, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine, you know, that feeling of, I mean, I can see how he wanted to get away every once in a while to pray by himself because it's right. like, I got to get away. You know, I need to be, you know, I have to have some me time, you know, but he's, you know, given them instructions to, you know, get a boat ready. He healed many people. And it was interesting when he says, I underline this, that when the, the people who were uh, possessed by evil spirits, the evil spirits were shrieking. You are the son of God. I mean, they, they knew. They knew exactly who he was, you know. But he, now this was, I thought was interesting. But Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Now, I'm wondering why he did that. I don't, I don't know, you know. I, I, I think it goes back to, you know, when he talks to the disciples or the apostles about, you know, who do you think I am? You know, I, you're, you're the son of God. Well, you you came to this to your own conclusion. You need everybody to come to that conclusion. Oh, I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, kind of make, makes me think about it. It's still curious to me, um, but I kind I guess that's kind of what he was trying to do. Well, maybe he doesn't want to give them credit either. Right, you know, they're the evil spirits, and he doesn't want that that information coming from Satan. He wants, like you said, he wants the people to realize who he is because of what he's doing. And that the truth is that he is who he is. Right. So he doesn't want it to come from. Yeah. And then it, and then he calls it out later on, you know, when, when they when they're talking about um, for, further down. 
and I don't want to jump over that, but you know, in 23 where it says, how can Satan cast out Satan? You know, yeah. I think he knows that this is coming, you know, mm -hmm. that they're going to call him out and say, you know, you're being possessed by Satan. So, but let's back up the truck here a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, then he, then, you know, he calls out all 12 of his apostles. So I guess uh, he hadn't actually chosen his 12 apostles at that point, you know, back mm -hmm. in chapter two. And so, Maybe he was trying to see who was going to step up and be uh, a loyal follower to him. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. And, of course, we all know that there's 12, I think, uh, because of the 12 tribes of Judah. So mm. you've got the 12 tribes of Judah. Now you've got the 12 apostles. And then, again, this is all going to come to fruition in Revelation. It all comes back again. So, um, and then he lists them all. So then we go down to well, know, where. Uh, can I just say? Oh, I'm sorry. I highlighted Sons of Thunder. I just love that. As far as James and John and Jesus nicknamed the Sons of Thunder. It's just another like human um, thing about Jesus. Oh, that's kind of cool. I did put a question mark next to that. It's, you know, it's just, it, you know, and it, and it goes back to, like, I've always heard and talked about, like, these were 12 men. Like, these were fishermen. They were, like, men, men. They weren't preachers, teachers, or anything involved in the church. They were just dudes. Yeah. And Jesus is one of them. He's like, yeah. I'm going to call y'all the sons of thunder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> They're Thor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you underlined it. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so now we're down to Jesus and the Prince of Demons, where the uh, the religious law, the teachers of religious law, are claiming that he is possessed by Satan, and uh, you know that's where he gets the power to cast out demons in uh, twenty two, mm. and then down into twenty three, Jesus is calling him out again. He's saying, how can Satan cast out Satan? A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. This is all true. You know, when there's dissent amongst the troops, there's going to be a problem. And right. if you, you know, your leader, you know, if you're not following the leader and doing what he says, then it's all going to collapse. So um, a family uh, splintered by feuding will fall apart. It's 100% true. I mean, that's, you know, that's, and that is why, you know, it's important for families to pray, 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 because and be united because that's where Satan dives right in. He he separates people. He knows that that's the way to get to your kids, right? Is by separating the family. So you you know husbands and wives need to be on the same page together, at praying for their children, you know, supporting their children and teaching them because if the house is divided. Everything falls apart. And you know what? Satan wins, but we know that he doesn't win. So you got to, it's a fight, a constant battle all the time. Um, and then I underlined down in 28, 29, uh, the, the, I, this I never knew. And I think that it said it in Matthew as well. I tell you the truth, all sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. I thought that was an interesting, and this is a sin with eternal consequences. I thought that was pretty big. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, and so from what again, we're not scholars or anything, but from what I understand, uh, blaspheming the Holy Spirit is basically denying the Holy Spirit and denying Jesus and God. Yeah. So the fact of not accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior and and, and surrendering all to Him—that's the the sin that will have consequences. Yeah. Eternal consequences, and this is like forever and ever consequences. So, you know, again, but everything else, everything else can be forgiven. Exactly. And, you know, from the littlest, tiniest things there, you know, I mean, yeah, yes, that's very uh, insightful for you to point that out to everybody to know that there's nothing that you can do in this life other than blaspheme against God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, there's nothing that can't be forgiven because of the blood of Jesus. It all, it's all, in, you know, encompassing. So that's good that you pointed that out. And that took me a long time to deal with. Yeah. Uh, coming from a background of good deeds and bad deeds, you know, uh, and kind of giving weight to what we do to different sins. And so... That was a big, that's a big, I think it's a difficult thing for a lot of people to, to finally understand and just uh, come to terms with. It's a big hurdle. It re- I still do. I still struggle with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's you know, and, and the reason why we struggle with it is because Satan likes to get into our heads, mm-hmm. you know, and he likes to convince us and, and tell us the lies that, you know, well, you did that. And so God will never let you, you know, live that down. You're never going to get over that. You're not good. You're not worthy. You did this. You did that. You know, even if you, you know, in your childhood, you know, you stole a pack of gum from the candy store. You know, he's going to ping on that. He's like, you stole that. You know, it's just a pack of gum, but you still stole it. It wasn't yours. You know, and that and he just plays up. And that's just the minor, you know, things. I mean, there's obviously there's bigger stuff that we do, uh, you know, that we can consistently uh you know, bash ourselves over, you know, you, and I do it every day. It's a, it's a struggle every day, but as long as you're living in the word and you're living, you know, and, and learning something, you know, breathing that into our lives, you know, breathing it into our, you know, our thoughts. I mean, for me, God is on my brain all the time, you know, not all the time, but most of the day, it's like, I'm driving in my car and I'm having these conversations, you know, so and you know, again, Satan will get into your head. He loves to ping on you. <laughs> so, and then again, the last but not least, you know, he's he he says this uh, again about who is my mother, who are my brothers. Right. Uh, it's not just a physical, uh, you know, bloodline that he's talking about. He's talking about anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Mm-hmm. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. As long as we're all believers, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's what he's saying here so you know it goes beyond genetics is what that's what i got from that so all right that was uh pretty good pretty good stuff mark is uh on target there's a little uh um trivia about him but i'm going to use this as a uh as a what is it a spoiler for the when we come yeah, yeah. That I'm gonna. So we're gonna leave this as a cliffhanger. That there's a little little side note about Mark that not a lot of people I think know. I don't know if it's it's kind of like uh, uh, I learned it in church um, as something about Mark. So anyway, 
just thought we'll we'll keep that as a cliffhanger for right now. And when we get to that, I'll let you know. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, speaking of being uh, a follower of Jesus, um, we uh, every day we give you the opportunity. If you haven't made a choice for Christ, if you haven't made that decision, here's your moment. Um, if you're on the fence, uh, we you know we're going to encourage you to say the prayer and to become a follower of Christ. Uh, so let's say the prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you said that prayer uh, for the first time today, uh, congratulations and welcome to the Brotherhood and Sisterhood of Christ. You are now doing exactly what Jesus is saying. Uh, you know, who's my brother? Who's my mother? Who's my sister? You are now uh, in the family. Um, we encourage everybody to uh, find a church. Uh, a Bible-based church um, that preaches right from the from the Word, um, and get involved with a ministry, get involved with volunteering, and if you have questions, get uh, a hold of a pastor that can uh, navigate you yes. through the questions. So that's uh, pretty important to do that. I know in the middle of all this COVID, it's hard to get into church. Um, present company, I'm right there. I mean, we generally watch on, you know, whatever avenue we can do it on TV, but getting it into church, it's really important. Praising in a congregation, huge. I mean, it's a different experience when you're amongst other believers. So, uh, and also, you know, uh, take the steps to getting baptized. Um, you know, it's not a requirement, uh, and it says it. It's not an absolute re requirement, but uh, Jesus encourages you to uh, be baptized and get your sins um, washed. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Symbolically, I guess. Right, right. So, um, so yeah, uh, congratulations. Uh, mark it in your Bible. If you did say the prayer today, mark the date, put a dog ear so that you know what day it was that this happened, uh, make a notation of it. And don't forget to check your Bible reading off for today uh, next to your chapter. So. Um, so we're ready for the little things. The little things. We are. We are ready for the little things. Um, so uh, it it um, it pinged on me this week uh, about we talked about this um, internet, electronics, mm -hmm. and our kids. Yes. Um, huge, right? You've got a young one. Yes. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, one of the things that, that we do is that electronics have to stay in the, the family areas. Yes. Right? You can't take it to your room. You can't take it. We have two stories. They can't take it upstairs. Yep. It stays in a common area. And at night, you can charge it, and you but you put it down. You, you don't get in bed and look at whatever for however long. It's just not healthy. It's not good. Don't know what you're looking at necessarily. Yeah. We've always had that rule 
Yeah, we did too. We did it. We started it with Joshua. Uh, we may have mentioned this earlier in other episodes, but we did. We it was just the rule. It's it's an accountability uh, uh, issue, you know, um, trying to keep your kids on target, but they also have to take responsibility for uh, on their own too to know that you know the, the right and wrongs of what they're doing on the internet. It's hard. Uh, so for any parents that are out there, grandparents who are navigating uh, to try to keep their kids on target, um, present company is not accepted. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I have challenges uh, trying to keep track of it. Too many uh, devices, you know, our, our school provided a Chromebook, which is what they're supposed to do all their work on. Um, so, you know, but then we have the iPad, then we've got the iPhone, you know, <laughs> we've got another, this computer I'm doing this on, I kind of took charge of it because, uh, I can do my, I, this podcast on it a little more easily. So I, um, so I sort of took this one, <laughs> but, you know, too many electronics is too much to, to navigate and it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I don't want any of the parents that are out there, grandparents to feel like they're alone. It is, and you have to be the bad guy, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, and, yes. you know, you're not their friend. You're not, uh, you know, you're not their buddy right now. Uh, you're there to parent. You're there to be uh, the authority. And it's tough. It's this, you know, you're in the trenches and it's a battle for their souls, the way I look at it. It, it really is. And like, we didn't even, uh, for our kids, I think it was 13 till they even got a phone. Yeah, uh, that's because they uh, got into mi uh, middle school, almost high school, and it's we're traveling different directions. So it's like it's it's a means of communication, and yeah. social media was was on lockdown uh, because it's just it's it it can be unhealthy. Yeah, very easily, very easily. So we yeah uh, we we held off and we you know, we heard it all the time. Oh, so and so has a phone. I'm the only one that doesn't have a phone, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. You know, it's funny to me, and I, I don't know if this, uh, Rich told me this. Uh, I'm, he's pretty learned in a lot of the news ways. I, I'm kind of sad with that. I, I get my news from the Today Show. <laughs> so liberal. But anyway, um, he was saying that... Uh, the guys up in Silicon Valley that created the, you know, Apple products and all these, pro they never allowed their kids to own phones. They never allowed them to have phones, iPads. They didn't let them do it. I'm like, okay, you created this. And then somewhere along the line, I don't know how, but it's like adults got phones. And then all of a sudden kids were getting phones. It's like, now, I understand that there are situations where kids are, you know, they have to get home, they have to get, you know, communicate, they need to, whatever, you know, you don't want your kid left alone. Yeah, I get that, you know, or, you know, parents, you know, they're divorced, so one parent wants a way to be able to communicate with their kid. I get that. But at the same time, uh, you got to put them, you know, restrictions on them. And you have to be very savvy because they find the back door to mm -hmm. figure out how to get around whatever parameters you've put on there. So it's an ongoing battle. You have to be on it 24-7, you know, on top of it. It's tough. 
it's a tough uh, situation, but it can also be very, you know, useful. It's a, it's not all evil. It, it's um, not. And yeah. Phones can be all devices. We, I mean, we're work on them, communicate when in trouble, things like that. Can I just say another thing we do when we still do it is when we sit down for a family meal. Yep. No phones. Yep. Oh, well, I need, nope, no phones. Yeah, we do the mom, same. Mom and dad included. Mom, you know, we both, we, we, the phones go away. Cause the saddest thing I see is like when we go out to dinner and we're having a good time and we look across at another table and they're all just looking, looking at their phones instead yeah. of enjoying their time together. Yeah, that's it. We have the same rule. And I think uh, any responsible parent, uh, and I'm sorry if that offends anybody to say, you know, that you're not being responsible. I, I'm, I apologize if that uh, upsets you. But I think that being a, a responsible parent, you know, uh, dinner time. And let me just say, uh, on uh, in addition to that, from before my kids had phones, now Gabriel didn't get a phone until last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he's 17. So I waited. I waited. <laughs> as long as I could to do that. You know, now he had an iPod and he had, an, uh, he, so there were ways that he could text his friends, he can FaceTime with them. So it wasn't like he was like completely out of the loop, you know, but he didn't have the freedom of having a phone. And that's, you know, but we, we did it last year because he was on sports and whatnot. Right. But from the time that Joshua was born, even though Rich was on deployment several times, uh, when he was home, we had family meals together. We made it a point to have breakfast together, and we unless he was leaving early or he had an early flight or whatever it was. But more times than not, we always made it a point to have breakfast and dinner together. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's only been recently now. Of course, Josh was doesn't live with us anymore, so you know he's on his own trajectory. That's what happens. Um, <clears throat> and now that Gabriel's on sports. Uh, that changed as well, you know, because, you know, you never know when they're going to have practice or whatever. So, uh, again, uh, we did the same thing. We, you know, made it a point to have meals together. And I think that's important, you know, mealtime without phones, without phones. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, all righty. That was, uh, that was awesome. I don't know how long this went. I hope it didn't go too terribly. Oh, no, we did good, right? We did pretty good. Yeah, very succinct. And I, I don't want us to feel like we're on a time limit, you know, and I don't want, and I know that some of these are shorter than others and some are longer than others. You know, we're just kind of going with it. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yes. So this was a lot of fun. It's always good to see you, um, Jeremiah. Once a week, we get to see each other. Yes. <laughs> always good time. I miss seeing you in the office. I miss hanging out with you. Uh, that was, those were good times. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah. This, yeah. So, all right. So uh, tomorrow is, uh, what am I on? 7.2 tomorrow, right? Monday. Or Monday. Yeah. You know, Jeremiah keeps me on track. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My old timers is getting the best of me. So yeah, yeah. Monday. All right. Well, God bless everybody. Everybody have a great day. Uh, you got anything to tag on to that? No, have a great weekend and um, we'll see you next week. Yeah. God bless everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye.